Breast Cancer Awareness Month is October, also referred to in America as National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's an international health campaign organized by major breast cancer charities every October to increase the awareness and raise funds for breast cancer. Join us in helping women share their story. I would like to introduce two amazing women that have agreed to be my guests here today, uh, Dolly Quinn and Pam Hale Tracta. And I've introduced them, but I haven't introduced myself. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Boom Goddess Radio. This is Jennifer Davis Page, your host today. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the radio. Pleasure to be here. Great to be here. Um, Pam is uh, Pam Hale Tracta is the founder and president of Through a Different Lens. Pam, would you like to share, uh, talk a little bit about it Through a Different Lens, and then we will have you talk to um, about your journey with breast cancer. Sure. Um, actually, Through a Different Lens kind of weaves right into that because I started it really in earnest as a response to being diagnosed in 2000 with the first time with breast cancer. And um, I think one of the ways to heal any kind of chaos or trouble or dis-ease in our life is to look at things through a different lens, and it's a human uh, attribute we have. So there are a lot of things that go under that, but I've done healing work with people and teaching and writing, and um, I have a product line called Earthskins. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, those Earthskins are my art project lately. They come from a lifetime of photography, and I've done a lot of photographs, aerial photographs, from the Cessna 182 that my husband and I share, and we're both pilots. I wrote a book in um, 2013 called Flying Lessons, How to Be the Pilot of Your Own Life. I love that, how to be a pilot <laughs> in your own life. And that was really about the terror I felt the whole time getting my flying uh, lessons done, my own flying lessons, and how the lessons that I learned from that process helped me in my life, particularly in my two bouts with cancer. And the Earthskins are photographs that I have printed on fabric and made fabric creations, fashions, and interior design pieces using those photographs, um, both aerial photographs that I see as photographs of the skin of the earth. Oh, amazing. And um, close-ups of plants and flowers that are more examples of skin of the earth. And my agenda in doing that is to encourage people to use their love of the beauty of the earth to take actions to preserve Mother Earth. Do you want to, before we start our conversation, would you like to 
give our listeners your website so they can go on and take a look at some of your beautiful work? Sure. It's PamelaHale.net. That's easy to remember. That's easy. That's, okay. Um, and thank you so much for joining us again today. Uh, you have had um, two cancer journeys, uh, and you say that um, that your cancer journey is not only suffering in your life, but blessings as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, I'd love to. It feels like I'm. it's a little bit of a risk because people who are suffering from cancer don't really want to hear about what a blessing it is. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I understand that. And yet, I guess the bigger picture, look, the looking at it through a different lens part, is that if we all look at our lives and, and the, the strides we've made in our own personal development, usually those come from difficulties. They usually come from our, our hardest challenges, our, our biggest pieces of agony. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't take away the agony or the suffering, but it does mean that usually there's something that we learn, many things we learn on a soul level from the journey through that pain. And I certainly have learned a whole lot in my cancer journeys. So, for example, um, (laughs) the exercises in courage that I had to do with my flight lessons came in handy when I was scared to death of a recurrence because fear is the part of the cancer that the surgeons can't remove. Okay. And it follows you, unfortunately, so that every time I get a headache, I think brain tumor. Okay. Even after all these years. So, um, so my, just as an example, my flying lessons and the courage that I had to muster to make it through that, uh, help me remember that I will not always feel this fear, that it's a feeling that is passing and I can have compassion for it and, know that there, there's a good reason for it, and know that there's something bigger than that. So you were first di- diagnosed in 2002, is that correct? 2000. In 2000. Mm-hmm. And have you had a reoccurrence since 2000? In 2004, I had a recurrence. So that was um, a surprise. I thought I was through, and I had had a bilateral mastectomy, so I thought there was a pretty good assurance that I'd be through. And then one morning I... Put, and, the, and the first time, I was discovered through a mammogram. The second time, I think I intuitively put my hand up underneath my left collarbone one morning and felt a little something. Mm-hmm. And, of course, wanted to ignore it and had my husband feel it, and he said, I think you should call right away. That's a scary. It's really very scary. I am... Um... I was di- I, I wasn't diagnosed with cancer, but I the, they found something when I went for my mammogram, and then I, I had to go go and have it had the three D exam uh, or or the test, and then they didn't find anything, and so now I'm coming on to this was one year point on Friday where I've got to go and have it checked again, but it's scary. You're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, you you just you know sleepless nights just wondering. If they're yes. going to find something. Yes, it's very scary. Uh, you have written and spoken about alternative and complementary healing modality, modalities. What role did these play in your healing journey? 
Well, a tremendous role. Um, I have. I am the third out of four generations on my mother's side that have had breast cancer. Mm, okay. And so my mother and grandmother had died of it. And so I knew that I'd better do everything I could do, mm-hmm. the allopathic and the alternative and complementary. And so uh, as luck would have it, synchronistic events happened. And to, much to my surprise, the path of shamanic energy medicine kind of fell in my lap. That's another story. Okay. Um, shortly after that diagnosis, and much as I didn't think that I wanted to go in that direction, that's what happened. And when I uh, finished my two-plus years of training in shamanic energy medicine, not thinking that at eight, in my late 50s I, at that point I would um, be hanging out a shingle. That wasn't my intention. I was doing it just for my own self. Of course, people who have been through the cancer journey want to give back, so... I ended up doing um, taking taking on a private practice and doing a lot of energy medicine with many kinds of people, but particularly those who had had a cancer journey, and helping them explore the emotional and spiritual aspects of disease and wellness. Now, if a woman is listening to your story right now and she wants to reach out and get information. Um, how can she just go to your website? Can she send you an email and then you'll respond to an email? Absolutely. I, of course, it's part of my give back. Okay. And um, there is such a, just a huge amount of free information on the web. If you just Google something like spiritual healing or energy medicine or energy healing, um, you'll find more than you could possibly take in. That's great information to have. Um, You've also shared with us that your daughter is in treatment now. Um, What has that been like for you to go through that journey with your beloved, beautiful daughter? Devastating. Um, Laura uh, was diagnosed in 2016, and she, like me, had a bilateral mastectomy, which was a difficult decision for her. And we were convinced Laura is a very spiritual being, and she had done a lot of ceremony and a lot of, we'd done a lot of work with our lineage, because after all, she was the fourth generation. And by the way, we also, of course, considered genetics, and most people think of the genetic uh, connection as being connected to mutations of the BRCA gene. Mm -hmm. We did not have those. So the only genetic Um, aspect that showed up was something called the check two gene, which is they didn't know much about. They know a little more about it now, but it was connected with recurrence. So Laura had a bilateral mastectomy and we thought she was finished. And in 2018, she had a recurrence. And so recurrent metastatic breast cancer is not a fun diagnosis, but she's in remission now. Excellent. Really well. Excellent. Now, did she know or did you know when she was growing up that this was something that that she might experience? Absolutely not. It was was a total shock. So, of course, um, we can do our own better than we can do our children's. Sure, of course. (laughs) Um, 
this is um, just, uh, I, I can't even begin to, I don't have daughters, but I can't even begin to, to imagine how you must feel walking her through that. I remember you you went to her to, to when she was going through her chemotherapy. Is that correct? Oh, of course. Yeah, to, yeah of her, to her hold surgery. Her hand yeah. and, and tell her what she can expect because of your experience with it. Yeah, there's a certain amount that I can tell her, and she's on her own journey. That's one of the biggest learnings I've had, that I have to realize that no matter how much I have studied healing arts, I cannot heal my daughter. All I can do mm -hmm. is love her. And I think parents of children who are experiencing disease, that's one of the most painful things to remember, that it's not our job to heal them. They have their own life path. I know, but it's so tough. And we don't have yeah. control of yeah. it. It's but it's very hard to separate those things out. And yet, all they really need, I guess, is our love and our support. Yes, ab absolutely. We are going to um, take a brief break, and then we're going to have a conversation with Dolly Quinn, owner of Dolly Quinn Salon Spa. And we're going to talk to her about her contributions to women that have s suffered with breast cancer. Welcome back to Boom Goddess Radio. This is Jennifer Davis Page in the studio today with Dolly Quinn of the uh, Dolly Quinn Salon Spa and with um, Pam Hale Attractive from Through a Different Lens. Uh, Dolly, when I first heard your name, I was talking before we met, I was talking with a woman who was suffering from the from breast cancer and was going through chemotherapy and she was a friend of yours and and she said to me that one day she was sitting by her pool and she ran her hand through her hair and hair came out in her hand and it just crippled her with fear and she said that she didn't know what she was going to do and she called you it was a Sunday afternoon and she said she called you and you told her I'm going to open up the shop right now you meet me down there we're going to have a great haircut and I'm going to take care of it so that's kind of been the the kind of person that you have been in the community and I just wanted to tell our listeners about that uh, tell us your story tell us how Dolly Quinn Salon Spa got involved with helping women that are suffering with the with the the results of chemotherapy and what it does to them and how you've been able to help them well actually jennifer says i've been in the salon industry for like 47 years and way before then between friends relatives i just had a lot of friends and relatives that i knew that had gone through this and i fortunately had never been diagnosed but Social, being a friend, what can you do to help? There was always, it's the hair thing. It's, oh, my God, my skin. What about my fingernails? And let me tell you, it's kind of a morale thing when they've already got a diagnosis and you've got the psychological, the physical, and the everything going on here with treatment and everything for them. So as far as my local thing here, they developed, before you even had programs, I literally, it was one-on-one -on -one with women when I would see them as friends or even in the salon when I was working. 
And eventually there came along to be a program helping women that was a hands-on workshop. And I got involved with that in 1989. And that went on for about 30-something years until there's changes right now. But what I loved about it was hands-on. It could be a large group, a small group. It could be a woman just by herself. I could do it at facilities. Sometimes it would be private at home. What if they were psychologically not in shape to be with a group? That happened a lot. As well as sometimes, you know, with other workshops, we even once did one at the Arizona Cancer Center with teenagers and women. I had everything from 13 years old on up. And so, so it's literally, it's there. This is not pleasant, but number one, you need to have those conversations. And I have the ability just through connections, and I'm quite social, that having seen enough of it, every conversation, every case is a different scenario on when they're getting the diagnosis, because you're not only dealing with the physical aspects that I'm helping them with, you know, positive reinforcement there. It's how often I've discovered they have the family that doesn't know what to do. They're so devastated. The friends that don't know, some people stay away because they don't know what to say or do. And these women need someone to be there and stuff. So I kind of kept filling that spot. And luckily along the way, picked up some other friends, maybe having never been diagnosed. Yes, some of them, yes. Other professionals. So I have this plethora of a lot of women around. I've now amassed over many, many years that we have many things that we do. And to this day, even with the changes in the program, I can get a call from someone who's never met me, but their friend referred them. Or someone says, what about this friend? Maybe they want me to call. So it takes on an individual thing, every single case. And I'm real thankful that you have the positive things you can do. And for example, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a wonderful meeting with the Tucson Cancer Conquerors and had several of the women there had been through my program all within the last 15 years or so, whatever. And I was so thankful to see them. Tell listeners what exactly uh, the Arizona women can expect when they come to your salon and they're, they're looking, I mean, do you do wigs? Do you, do you help them buy wigs that are good for them and cut them and, and, or, and do you tell me, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering what exactly. Okay. So usually here's a typical thing. There may be a call out of the blue and I'll get on the phone or maybe someone's gotten the call. Sometimes I got to call them back. I will find out who they are, what's going on. And sometimes they have the wigs already. They don't have them. I put them in touch where they can get them. Okay. So they may go and they already know that they can talk to the people at Arizona Oncology and they may get two or three and the company lets them bring them to me and we may trim all three of them. What are the best ones? So they have options what to do. I may be shaving their head, but very often if they have long hair, it's literally a process of two or three different haircuts in the psychological thing on it's so horrible to be losing the hair and here goes my hair. I may do it in two or three installments so they don't get the whole the whole thing off at one time. And that means I sometimes get, like my friend calling me at 6 in the morning on a Sunday, woke up and her, 90% of her hair was on her pillow. And I was out at her house doing the house call. So when they come in, they'll always be, absolutely, there's a greeting. I have a very small, personalized, very comfortable atmosphere, beverages, and sometimes they're alone. Sometimes they've got a husband, a sister, a mm-hmm. couple of girlfriends, whatever. And from that initial meeting, it may be, it's the wig. They don't have it yet. I make the calls. Sometimes they've bought one. I can put them in touch where to get these things, whatever. Sometimes I'm picking it up for them to have it. And but at the same time, what happens is what's going on with their little fingernails? What are some other things I pick up and ask them about how we can help in that way as well? And a lot of these women have never been to a salon. 
You never know their, their lifestyle, what they're going through. But 100% of the time, it's a positive, helpful thing in its way. And I have a lot of follow-up things that happen with that, too, sometimes. Do you carry products in your salon that will help with skin care and and eyes and do you do you have the product or do you have to um, direct them as to where to go and purchase it? No, we will have we have product because I am a business, so that's a whole separate entity. But when and they're aware of what I have, and they may ask me a lot of questions. But however, you never know what their circumstance is. I can find out some things about ingredients because I'm watching ingredients all the time. I can find out where they're used to shopping. Here's the thing to look for. They come back, bring me something. We got to try it out. And working it out. And now I'm working on a certification for doing facials for these women specific, targeting certain ingredients to avoid. So that'll be another thing we can do. That's that's amazing work that you that that you do in the community for a woman that might be listening who is not in our community or can't get to you. Is there are there angels like you everywhere when you go to conferences do you meet other women in other states that are doing the same kind of wonderful work that you're doing yes there's people out there so anybody listening today they can always go number one there's like an 800 number through you know the cancer information center and that's where they can find a woman diagnosed can find out about between their diagnosis treatment side effects 24 7 that is manned by people that will help talk to them and that's the 1-800-227-2345 and then there's also a national number for like resources with over literally 360,000 references where they can go and then they can go to cancer.org and find out about pro you know programs and services available but it's going to be, I want people to know this, they can call literally for the national resource number. That one is 227-6333. And they, when, once they get on there, programs like what I'm talking about may not be in all communities. They need to have a conversation. I'm calling from Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. What do you have here? They will route them to where things are in their community. And if they do not have a hairdresser, they can go to the Pro Beauty Association they can find out, go online. Where in their community, where's the closest place to find someone? But I have found just myself. I know all different kinds of people. I will get out there. They need to talk to friends, family, because a large percentage who I meet are not someone that I know myself. Someone else knows me, has heard about this. They refer. And in every one of those communities, or I don't care where you're calling from, they could call me, you know, at the salon or go on beauty at dollyquinn.com, send me an email. I can kind of find out. Here's what you might check. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hello, my lovelies. Imagine my surprise when my husband of 42 years informed me of his intention to date. Finding myself suddenly single, I floundered about like a chicken in a whirlwind. Come and share the laughter with me at wineandcereal.com because that's what's for dinner these days. That's wineandcereal.com. Dolly, I wasn't really clear when you gave the telephone number. So for our listeners that might not have been as clear, uh, might be 
uh, needing to have that information. If you found out that you've been diagnosed and you're in Des Moines, Iowa, as you said, and you want information as to where to go, is is there a number, a national number that they can call? Yeah, that, that would be your number on what they call like a national number for resources, and that's going to be 227-6333. Now, that is not enough numbers. It, that's like a, it's like a 1-800. Yeah, do the okay, 1-800. Okay, so yeah. do the 1-800. Yeah. Tell them again, please. Actually, it's a 1-888-227-6333. Okay. So that's where they would call and saying, what is out there? What's available? Tell them where you're calling from, and they would tell you in your area what is available because okay. not all wigs, caps, scarves, things are available right. in every city all the time. Okay. That's what they have to track down for you or who would be the closest. I see. Okay, that's that's excellent information. Now, if is there a website that they can also – I'm sure there's tons of websites that they can go to to get information about their particular – cancer. I mean, is that, am okay. I right or wrong I, on no, that? No, I would, I would go to that same number I just gave you, the okay. 1-888-227-6333. That's the massive 360,000 sources. That number would get them to all those other things. Okay. Is there a, a number that women can call? And Pam, this is, might be to you as well, that are, you've given them information on where to go and, but what if I need somebody to hold my hand? I'm not even wrapping my head around what has just happened to me. Is there a place that is there a number that a woman can call to talk to other women that have experienced breast cancer? Do we know if there's such a thing? Now, what I would suggest there is if you go to cancer.org, one of the programs that used to be available with the American Cancer Society was a reach to recovery where literally a woman diagnosed with breast cancer could connect with another woman who'd okay. had breast cancer, and they're very supportive of each other. Is that still going on? Is that still a problem? I would, I would call and confirm that with changes that have gone on, to be sure. All right. Tell the ladies again what that number is. Okay. You're going to go to, you can go to cancer.org online, and then you're going to be able to find out about all the different programs that are there from lodging, help with different things, whatever, check that source. But I would also check with literally the national resource, the two, the one eight 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 two two seven six three three three, and ask specifically about to connect with another woman who's been through this. Is the Reach to Recovery program still available through the American Cancer Society and confirm that? Reach to Recovery. Did you know about Reach to Recovery mm. when you when you got your Diagnosis? Yes. And, you know, I think everybody's needs are different. Sure. I, I had a good support system okay. around me, and everyone isn't that fortunate. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right yeah. about that. And there are also different support groups in different areas. So you can ask a doctor or your local cancer mm -hmm. organizations about those support groups. We have just a minute or so left, ladies. Is there any last thing that you'd like to share with our listeners, either one of you? Mm. What comes to my mind is to just remember that like forests that have been through wildfires, the body is amazingly resilient. The body can recover from a lot. And I feel like I have such gratitude for that. So try to have confidence in your body's resilience. Well, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. That's excellent information. And I, 
I want to thank you both for sharing this information. And I'm hoping that any women that are listening to this, they have really gotten some some good information, where to go um, and how they can heal with talking to either to their friends and family. I think that's really important, too, to be able to talk to other women that have had the experience. Again, we'd like to thank Pam and Dolly for joining us at the table today. And I thank you for tuning in to Boom Goddess Radio. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs. <laughs>